You're listening to Therapy for Your Money, a podcast about all things money and finance for therapy practice owners. If you want to feel confident and in control of your financial life, then you've come to the right spot. I'm your host, Julie Harris. I'm an accountant and the owner of Green Oak Accounting. My firm specializes in working with private practices across the U.S., and my team and I have worked with hundreds of private practice owners. I'm on a mission to share all the best practices I've learned along the way because I want you to have a profitable private practice. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Therapy for Your Money. Today, we are talking about personal financial planning for practice owners. Um, And we'll be talking all about why practice owners should build their dream life on paper so they can um, live their best life. And my guest today is Ariel Ward from um, Abacus. Ariel, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Julie. Thanks for having me on your podcast. I'm so happy to have this time with you today. Me too. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and and who you are and what you do? Sure. Um, So I am a certified financial planner and with Abacus Wealth Partners, and I work with group practice owners and business owners to help them come up with a plan for their personal finances that um, gives them guidelines to um, frame, a framework to help them build their net worth and um, think through business decisions as they're making them and build the life that they want to have in the future. That's awesome. And I um, love talking to financial planners because what, what you do and what um, your accountants do is so um, it's such a symbiotic relationship. Like they, they go hand in hand so well together and we can help each other out so much. Um, I don't do what you do and you don't do some of the things that, that I do. So it's, it's a really great um, discussion to have. And I love talking about talking about money and growing wealth. So thanks for being here. Um, yeah. So one of the first questions I wanted to ask you, so when, um, when does having a financial, a personal financial plan help you better manage your business? So having a personal financial plan can help you better manage your business because, because it gives you, you know, you have clearly defined goals that you've set for yourself. So, you know, starting in the financial plan, you're thinking about what you want your life to look like, um, what you want to change about the way you're handling money right now. Um, it also gives you, um, once you've built your plan, and you know what your goals are, it gives you the ability to tie your effort, the effort you put into the business and the growth that you've created to the business back to that lifestyle that you want to build for yourself. So, uh, you know, once you know that you've hit X number of dollars as net income, um, suddenly other options become available to you on the personal side, whether it's improving your house in some way or being able to um, build up your emergency fund. Um, I think it's really important for business owners as you're putting all that work and effort into growing your business um, to have a goal, um, something in mind to tie that effort back to and to be able to celebrate that. So thinking through beforehand, before you built your business, before you built that financial abundance on what you want your life to look like um, makes that work so much more rewarding and um, such gives you such a reason to celebrate once you've um, accomplished that growth in your business. Yeah. All, like we really celebrate all those milestones, right? Yeah. Um, well, and so one of the questions that, that we get often in my accounting firm is, you know, how much money should my business be making? How much profit should there be in my business at various, um, you know, at various stages, right? So based on how, what the size is, how much should it be, be uh, bringing home? And that's great. And we can answer that question, but sometimes the question that that doesn't answer is, how much do you business owner actually need to live on, right? Like, is yeah. that going to be enough? And so I find that that's a really great place to start is 
how much money do you need to keep the lights on um, at a minimum? And also, but how much do you need to, to live your best life and the, the life that you really do want? Um, so how do you help answer those questions? Like, how do you put that into perspective? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good way to put it that, you know, if you have these goals for your business um, financially, what do they mean on the personal side? And um, what, you know, what is it going to take for your business to be successful without comparing it to somebody else's success? Um, yeah. So the way that I help business owners is um, helping them think through what they want out of life, which seems like a really big question um, that doesn't always <laughs> necessarily tie back to money. I think all of us are asking that question, what do we want out of life? Um, and the way I help business owners get focused is ask the question, if you're meeting three to five years from today, what would you like to be different about your life financially um, and personally? So, you know, for some people that might be that they'd like to have a bigger safety net on the personal side in the emergency fund, they want to have more in retirement um, or maybe on, you know, something that isn't necessarily financial, but we can set it as a goal is um, in their, you know, in their household and their family life, they'd like to have a little more time to spend, you know, to spend with their family more quality time and have less focus on some of the household tasks. So just really envisioning, like if you had everything ideal, the way you'd like it in a few years, what would that look like? Um, we can use that information to go and build a imaginary budget for this amazing life you're going to live. Um, so you know, taking, what does it take to live the life you're living right now? And then adding on those things. Maybe you want to have a housekeeper. You want to max out retirement. Yes. Bring your kids to school, to private school. Um, what is that going to take? What does that budget look like at the end of the day? Okay. So, and I love that you said it's not just financial, right. And that, that makes so much sense, but it's so, so often forgotten. Like I need X dollars to, to live, but there's so much more to it as far as time. And what does the future life look like? Is there a second house? Is there like a vacation every year or maybe two vacations every year yeah. or, um, you know, where are the kids going to college? Is it a community college or is it an Ivy league school? Like those, those can make a really big difference too. Um, so, okay. So you, you look at the whole financial, um, side of the, um, you have the practice owner's life, uh, mm -hmm. including, you mentioned this before we started recording, including life insurance, liability, all of those pieces, right? Yeah. So I think the thing, and that's where, you know, working with a financial planner can come in some of the areas that we miss, um, personally, the, you know, do you, you need enough life insurance if something happens to you who, and you're the main breadwinner through your business, um, how's your family going to be taken care of? So thinking through those things, um, that is an expense maybe that needs to be added to your dream budget. And, um, you know, if you do have an estate plan in place, again, something happens to you. Um, have you thought through, um, how you'd like your, um, accounts to be handled or who, who you'd like to have control over them? Um, and, um, you know, insurance, are you properly insured so that if something um, happens, either your home is, has some kind of damage to it, or you're in a car accident, do you have the proper amount of insurance? So, um, there's no surprises, um, no surprise expenses that are going to tank your financial plan or cause you um, a huge amount of stress in the future. Okay. And that's on the, like on the home side, on the uh, overall liability side, on the business, all you look at all of those as a whole. Yes, exactly. correctly. Okay. Got it. Um, and so, you know, how can, um, you know, practice owners that that's coming to you and that might be in a, 
you know, situation A today and is aiming for uh, situation B, which might be a lot, you know, a lot more resources at some point. Um, it's easy to, to think of that goal when they're either in your office or on Zoom with you, but like, how do, th- how do you help keep them accountable to those goals and help them move the needle um, as far as achieving them? Yeah, this is a this is what I think is the most valuable part of the financial planning relationship is um, the accountability piece. So um, if a client comes to me and they're describing their goals, um, definitely I'm recording them for them, not just um, so that we can build a plan around it, but also for their benefit. So that when we have future conversations uh, and they come to me and they're either, uh, you know, there's some kind of financial stress or their business has done extremely well and they have uh, pot of cash in their business and they need to do something with. We're going to go back to those goals and say, all right, you told me earlier this year, it was really important to you that you pay down some of this debt, or it was really important to you that you start making progress towards your retirement goals. Um, so we can use them in that way with um, tying them to your finances. Um, but we can also, you know, going back to some of the things that maybe have more to do with like how the quality of our life, um, you're you know, you're telling me that life has gotten really stressful and um, things feel out of control. Um, maybe we're going to look back at that goal and think about, you said that you wanted things at home to feel more in control. Are there some ways that we can use this money you created in your business um, to give you some um, space at home, whether that's hiring some help or getting a tutor for your kids? Um, some of those things that um you don't, you know, some of us don't necessarily want to spend money on, we don't think to spend money on, I, you know, help my clients remember they had this goal, they wanted their life to look this way, and now they have the means to do it um, through the growth in their business. Okay, so that might mean like spend, taking some of that money and spending it on a meal service or a babysitter or housekeeping or pet walker or some, any of those, um, if that was, if that was the thing that was going to move the needle. Exactly. Okay. Yep. Okay. I, I find that really neat to, to have that accountability, right? Because sometimes your goals can change, right? That's a yeah. legitimate thing, but sometimes you just really need to be reminded, Hey, this is what you were working towards. Exactly. Um, you know, and, and to, it helps put that in perspective that you're getting a lot closer. Um, so sh- shifting gears a little bit, when, um, when can it make sense to start a retirement plan um, in a, either a solo or a group practice? That's a question that I get often. Like, when is it, um, when does it make sense? When is it normal? What do other people do? So do you have an answer for us? Sure. Um, I think the simplest answer is um, as soon as you can afford to do that. And so what I mean by that is, um, so your business has grown to the point where your net income is doing more than just covering your living expenses. Um, and I mean, I guess I would put the caveat on also, if like you have substantial debt with a higher interest rate. So I'm not talking about like a mortgage mm-hmm. or maybe a student loan with a interest rate less than like 5%. Um, it might be more important to prioritize those over extra cash flow to those types of debt over um, saving for retirement. But when you're at the point where you don't have that kind of debt and you do have uh, net income beyond what you need to cover your living expenses, um, I think that's probably the year where you can start considering a retirement account. Um, and then the decision on what type would depend on what your business looks like what the situation is. Okay. So, so uh, speaking of that, what are some of the, the factors or considerations that you look at uh, when helping a client decide what might be the right fit for their business? So one of the um, first considerations is, do you have any employees? 
Um, so there's some types of retirement accounts um, as a business owner where you can make a really large contribution in one year. Um, so like an uh, SEP or a 401k, both of those account types, you could put up to $57,000 in um, for 2020, if in 2021, if you're under age 50. Um, but the thing is, if you do that, if you make that large contribution and you have employees, you may also have to include them in the same, um, at the same level percentage wise of, of pay that you're contributing for yourself. Um, so if you don't have employees, there's a you know, larger opportunity for you to make a big contribution in one year. Um, if you do have employees, then I'd be talking about some different types of plans. Yeah, or that would get really expensive, right? Yeah. <laughs> Got it. So, so with employees, um, 401k is one that there's a, a few different iterations of a 401k um, simple is that like are those the go-tos for um, businesses with employees yeah so most most businesses with employees um, when I first talk to them about the simple IRA um, so a simple IRA is it's first of all it's fairly easy to set up. And so it's in the name, Simple IRA. Um, there are no reporting requirements to the IRS, which is part of making it simpler as the business owner. Um, and the, the there's a part of almost every type of retirement plan that is the employee contribution. So what your employees would put in on a personal level, and then the employer match, which is what you'd put in as the business owner um, to each employee's account. With the simple IRA, you can limit that match to um, up to 3% of your employees pay. Um, and there's some iterations in between. So potentially you could put in less than that, but it's, it's a plan that's easy to set up, um, has a low cost to maintain, and then also a potentially low cost for the actual employer contribution for your employees accounts. Got it. And so that's a question that we answer often is how much can I afford um, you know, for a retirement plan? Because that that 3% can add up really quickly, uh, but it's a great, it, it, it does tend to be a benefit that employees value though. So it, there's an advantage for the employees and retention, but be, for the for the employer being able to defer, that's really the, the big advantage as well, right? Right. Yeah. So for the employer, if you can, um, on your own, um, you can put in so with a simple IRA, including yourself as business owner, you can put in 13,500, um, to your simple IRA and that money, um, is tax deferred. So you're not going to pay taxes on it in this year, but, in, and it will grow tax deferred, um, until you pull it out in retirement at normal retirement age. Um, and then the contributions that you are making on behalf of your employees. So that 3%, matching contribution, um, that money is going to be a tax deduction. So there is a small tax benefit. And um, ultimately, um, between what you put in for yourself and what you put in for your employees, you'd see some significant tax savings um, on that plan. Got it. Perfect. Um, and so, Ariel, what should, a, um, what should a practice owner look for in a financial planner when they're looking for someone to work with? A practice owner looking for a financial planner should look for look for someone who, um, first of all, understands um, how business finances, how businesses are structured and the different types of, um, whether you're a sole proprietor, an LLC, um, understanding what an S-corp means and, you know, explaining to you, can they explain to you um, how they would help you navigate the business side of things? And then also thinking through um, 
you know, does this, how does this person offer advice? Is it going to be a situation where it's, um, here's the plan, handle it on your own. Um, here's all the details you need to know and you can take care of the rest. Or is this going to be an ongoing relationship where not only does the um, financial advisor present the plan, but they're also going to give you guidance along the way, um, help you implement the, the changes that need to be made in your financial life and encourage you along the way. And then also be there for questions that come up because even though we'll work together and come up with a plan, um, life happens, things change in your business and on the personal side and maybe they need to adjust things. So you want someone who's gonna be um, building a relationship with you that's gonna be ongoing. Um, and then another factor is um, there's a lot of different ways that um, financial advisors and financial planners work. So um, ideally, you're looking for someone who is getting a pay, getting paid in a way that um, puts your best interest first. So in my opinion, that would be a fee-only financial advisor, fee-only financial planner. You pay them a fee. They give you advice. Um, regardless of whether or not you take the advice, the fee is exactly the same. So there's other ways that financial advisors can work and um, they only get paid if you take their advice. Got it. Okay. And I think that that's, that's great advice. So if you were paying a fee um, uh, upfront, is that, does that tend to be a monthly fee? Is it a one-time fee? Like, tell us about how, what that might look like. It, um, in most cases, it's going to be, if you're working with someone ongoing, um, it would be uh, an ongoing monthly fee. Some places will let you break that down quarterly. Um, and um, along with that, you would be getting, hopefully getting the guidance on, during the time that you're paying the fee. So ongoing guidance along with the ongoing fee. Perfect. And what's a normal meeting cadence then? Do you typically meet with your, your clients um, quarterly or, or uh, annually? What, what does that look like? Um, I normally work with my clients. I'll meet with uh, clients on a quarterly basis. And um, within each quarter, we have like a set of things we're going to talk about in that meeting. And then also a checklist after the meeting for things that the, the client should work on after the call. Um, also knowing that, as I mentioned, things come up, life changes. So there might be other, other topics that come up. Um, and then there's in, you know the in-between, just those answering those ongoing questions that come up in both your personal and financial life or personal and business life. And I'm sure there, um, you probably feel like you've seen all the questions and then you'll still get once in a while something that just, you're like, oh, I've never seen that before. Does that happen? Do people surprise you every day? Yeah, there's definitely surprises, which I, I mean, I enjoy. And I think most financial planners that I work with, like that's part of the reason that we like our job is there's uh, new information out there and new situations and um, you get to learn a new skill or maybe learn about some um, part of finances you hadn't explored before. Um, the other benefit, one of the benefits I have is that I work at a fairly large um, firm. And so um, if there's something I haven't encountered before, I have um, advisors either with more experience or different types of experience that I can consult with and maybe they can teach me something um, that might be helpful for my client with this, this new problem I've never encountered. Yeah, that sounds like fun. Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot just a little bit. Uh, okay. What is your favorite business book and why? Um, I, okay, so I think my favorite business book is, um, I like the E-Myth. Um, and so that book Me is, too. yeah, I, I can't remember the, the author's title, the, the author's name mm -hmm. right now. But so I like the E-Myth because I really like the idea of um, automating things as much as possible and um, creating a business where the business owner doesn't have to be central. So um, the idea of that book is thinking through like, 
what is your business if you separate it from yourself? And could somebody step into what you're doing and recreate it? Um, and so in a good way, not as if they're trying to copy it, but that you can um, eventually remove yourself from your business, still have it running, and you get to play the role of owner, truly being owner, yes. not being owner, employee, bookkeeper, um, person. Front desk. Yeah. And, and I, so I love that book. I think it's, I think it's Michael Gerber, but I will correct that. Yeah, in the show Michael Gerber, that's right. That's not correct. But um, I, I love the, the uh, concept of for the owner to stop working in the business and start working on the business, right? That was a very much a light bulb moment uh, for me yeah. when I first saw that. Yeah. Well, Ariel, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Tell us, uh, tell our listeners where they can find you. Sure. Um, so you can find me on the Abacus Wealth website. So that's www.abacuswealth.com or um, send me an email at ariel at abacuswealth.com. Perfect. Thank you so much, Ariel. Thanks for having me. If you're looking for accounting help, head over to therapyforyourmoney.com slash accounting to find information about my accounting firm and all of our specialized services just for private practice owners. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd love for you to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Just head over to iTunes, click on ratings and reviews, and give us a quick shout out. We really appreciate it. The information contained in this podcast represents the host and guest's general opinions and should not be construed as personalized accounting and tax advice. Listeners should consider all facts and circumstances before applying this information and seek appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. Any info provided does not constitute accounting, tax, or legal advice.